Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today is Brian Clayton. He is the founder and CEO of GreenPal. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Timmy. Thanks for having me on, man. Great to be here. It's great to talk to you. So just before we dig in, why don't you give our listeners a, uh, a the the start of your journey in entrepreneurship and tell us about your company. Yeah, so what I'm working on now is is a is an app called GreenPal. So in one sentence, it's the Uber for lawn mowing. So let's say you own or rent a home, you have hold grass. On, hold this, on, this hold on, hold on, hold on, Brian. <laughs> um, the, what's so? Do you know who Gary Vee is? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> he uses that analogy all the time. All the time. He's like, you're not going to invent the Uber of lawnmowers. Well, we <laughs> did. We invented the Uber of lawnmowers. Okay. We did, except for we've been at this thing seven years. And so we're a seven-year overnight success. Uh, we've got over 200,000 homeowners that use the app to get their grass cut. And we're going to do $20 million in revenue this year. So uh, we have invented the Uber for lawn mowing. So contrary to what Gary Vee uh, might say, uh, it is possible. Uh, but I think <laughs> what he's trying to say is how hard it's going to be. And, and yeah. man, it has been hard. You know, uh, yeah. I, if I had known how hard it was going to be to get to the point we are today, we, we would have never would have started. So uh, to his point, you know, when you're starting an app like this, it's a slog. It's a 10-year deal. Um, before yeah. Green Pal, I actually had a lawn mowing business. I, I started cutting grass in high school as a way to make extra cash. And over a 15-year period of time, I built my little lawn mowing business into a real company, over 150 employees, got it over $10 million in revenue, and in 2013, sold that business to one of the largest landscaping companies in the United States. So growing that business from just myself and a push mower in the late 90s to over 150 people, literally like 80 trucks going out every day. I learned how the lawn mowing business worked. I learned like the ins and outs uh, of, of how it was so inefficient. And so when I sold uh, my first business, I, I retired. I took some time off. Uh, I didn't have to work anymore, which was nice. And then I got bored. And I thought, okay, well, it's time to start the next thing. I need to get back in the game. I want to get back in the trenches. I want to start working on something again. And and really the idea for GreenPal, the, the Uber for lawn mowing, if you will, uh, was a simple one for me. I, I saw what Airbnb was doing for accommodations, what Uber and Lyft was doing for ride sharing. And I thought an app needs to exist to make everything I just witnessed the last 15 years of my life much more efficient and uh, set out to build the 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 first version of the app i recruited two co-founders and we just started working on it and we've been working on it for seven years that's awesome so you said when you started you had no idea how hard it was going to be what were your expect what were your expectations going into it versus like what it was like total (laughs) utter naivete uh which which was good because you need a healthy dose of of of, uh of naivete to, to get started because 
you know, this stuff's hard. This stuff's scary. It's going to, there's going to be low, dark points of the journey. And, and, uh, you just need to get in there and get going. You know, for us, it, I was a blue collar entrepreneur. I understood, I understood the, the hand to hand combat, uh, essence of building a landscaping business. I had, I had over hundred employees. We had lawnmowers, lots of equipment. I had three mechanics that worked for me. It was a very much like an in the trenches type of business. And so yeah. starting green pal, I didn't know how to code. I didn't know how to distribute software. I didn't know how to design software. My two co-founders didn't. Uh, we genuinely believed that we would pay a dev shop to build what we thought green pal needed to be. And then we would market that and then we would be off and going and we would just be done. And it was a total, total utter failure. We, we pulled together $150,000 of our own money, a lot of it on credit cards and paid a development agency in Nashville, Tennessee to build the version of green pal that we thought it was, it should be. And it took them like nine months and we released green pal and it was a total flop, total failure. It was just uh, hard to use clunky. It didn't have the features it needed. Uh, it was very disheartening, but we got a couple of hundred people to use it. We passed out door hangers all over Nashville, Tennessee, begging people to use this thing that we just spent 150 grand building. And we were able to hustle up a couple hundred people to try it. And we met with as many of those as we could, as many of those that would meet with us. And we asked them, you know, you know, what, what did you want it to do? Where did it let you down? And, and a lot of times what we, what we came to learn was, uh, People were disappointed that it didn't work the way they wanted it to work, but at least they were disappointed. At least they cared enough to be let down that the Uber for lawn mowing didn't work. And uh -huh. so we keyed in that we were scratching an itch. We were solving a problem we're solving. And then, and then we thought, okay, what are we going to do? Because we just spent 150 grand on this thing and we're going to trash it. Right there. That's an interesting insight, which is like, if people are disappointed by the thing that you've given them, that means that they they actually had there was a need there. They had hopes yeah. for it. Right. You want if if you at least fail to deliver, you at least want them to be upset and disappointed. And that's a good thing. Um, if they're just completely apathetic, like, you know, I was just gonna try to see what the hell it did, you know, whatever, then you might not be on the course to to solve to anything, to building anything worthwhile because you're not solving a problem. You're not, you're not, you're not scratching an itch, you're not offering a solution. For us, we were met time and time again with people that were disappointed they didn't get enough quotes or that they hired somebody they didn't come out or that the technology didn't work or whatever, but at least they were, they were uh, let down. And, uh, and, and we also came to understand what we were building. We thought we were building the cheapest way for somebody to hire a grass cutting service uh, because of, okay. we of the competitive nature of you can get multiple quotes really quick. And uh, what we came to find out was we weren't delivering the cheapest uh, solution. We were we, we really the problem we were solving was speed and reliability. Uh, people were let down by their current lawn mowing service. They had already left 10 voicemails uh, off of Google and Yelp and Facebook. They couldn't get anybody to come out and mow the damn yard. And so they used our app out of just sheer, like, uh, just desperation. And they needed somebody to show up tomorrow. And they needed them to show up on time. And that's what we were delivering. We were delivering the reliability. We were delivering the speed. We were delivering the time saved. Yeah. And so it was those early days of meeting with, with the few uh, first hundred users of the, of the product that we had, where we began to understand, okay, we were solving a problem we're solving. And this is actually our value proposition. It's not the cheapest solution. It's the most reliable and the quickest. 
And it was those things that those learnings from those early conversations that we had that we baked into the second version of the platform. And the second version we built, my two co-founders and I had to learn how to code. We had to learn how to design software. We had to learn how to do things like SEO. We had to learn how to do things like digital marketing. And, and that took a long time. It took three years to learn how to do these things while building on the product and, and releasing a, 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 you know, continually to iterate and, devel- and, and releasing a better and better product. It took three years to build something that was, that was reliable. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it was, it was a hard journey. And so to, to Gary V's point, I don't recommend anybody build the Uber for lawn care. It sucks. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so aside from the, just the, in a nutshell, it's the Uber of lawnmowers. What is unique or especially interesting about how the app works or how how your business uh, works? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. You need to be the best at something. You need to focus. You need to deliver something that's just flat out better than anything else out there. And so for us, we have focused on one thing, lawn mowing. We are the flat out easiest, fastest really the cheapest way for you to get your grass cut if you're in one of the areas that we service. That's it. That's all we do. If that goes well, you can add on other yard maintenance services after that. But when you first use GreenPal as a homeowner, it does one thing, it gets the grass cut. And so that's that's what we focus on. And that's what we've been able to uh, just continue to iterate on. And so that's what we're the best in the world at. And that's what sets it apart from really any, any other way to get this done. And so people ask me all the time, well, well, who are your competitors? Who are you competing with? And sure, there's there's things like Angie's List and Home Advisor, even Craigslist, Thumbtack. Those are great places to like get names and numbers, but you still have to poll these people. You still have to call them. You still have to negotiate prices. You still have to like leave voicemails and hope they show up. GreenPal is the only end-to-end solution where you sign up, you get quotes, you read reviews, you hire the person you want. They come out and mow. You get a picture of the completed work, you approve it and pay, and then set up, set them up for mowing for the rest of the lawn mowing year right on your app. It's the only solution in the world that does all of that. Uh, but our competition is the status quo. People still do it the old way. You know, 99.9% yeah. of lawn mowing is still, even though we have several hundred thousand customers that use the platform, 99% of lawn mowing is still done with voicemail, spreadsheet, handwriting in a calendar, leaving a check under the mat, giving cash. So it's, it, we're still very much battling the status quo uh, way yeah. people get it done. How, how, are you, uh, how are you battling that? What are things so, that you're doing? So for us, you know, we have to figure out, okay, well, how do, we, how do we acquire homeowners to use the platform? How do we acquire people to find out about it? And we have, you know, in the early days when we were meeting with people, and talking to them, like, how do you usually uh, find a lawn mowing service? And say, well, you know, I ask friends and family for recommendations, but but ultimately, like, I just wind up in Google and I search for one. And so we keyed in on that. And then we we really understood that search could be the channel that we just double down on. And much like when we built the first version of the, of the platform, we came to understand, wow, it's really, really, really hard to compete in organic search. And we were confronted with that reality and we realized, wow, it's going to be a bet the company decision if we want to, you know, compete in Google organic search. And we just made that bet early on Uh, the very first year. That's all we worked on was just figuring out how to position our our website in such a manner that it would rank well. It pays off uh, in the long run. 
and here we are seven years later, it's, it's, it's like a, it's the goose and the golden egg. And so uh, that's how 50% of, of, of homeowners find out about GreenPout. They're just searching for a lawn mowing service. And then we, we pop up as one of the options that they can consider. Do you also the half, compete on search terms or is it just organic? We do not do any sort of paid uh, paid marketing or paid paid distribution. Um, for us, we we find that you know if we were going to spend ten thousand dollars on Google ads or Facebook ads, we would just be better off spending ten thousand dollars on building out great content and competing in search. Uh, yeah. That still we're at a point where that's our best ROI. You know, a lot of times as a, as a business owner, as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, whatever you want to call yourself, at the end of the day, your job is a capital allocator you it's it's your sole job is to figure out okay how much money do we have how much resources do we have and then you have to allocate that you have to make bets you have to figure out where do i put this money to work for the best roi and so my job as a ceo is i got to figure out okay you know where are we going to put our the fuel uh the uh, behind the fire where are we going to make bets and and so a lot of it is just intuition a lot of it's looking at data a lot of it is gut but, uh, but that's one, one bet that we've made that's, that's, that's paid off was just betting only on Google organic search, not trying to spend a bunch of money on Facebook ads, not trying to spend a bunch of money on Pinterest ads or TikTok or Instagram. We've made, we've been on one channel, Google organic, and, and, and it's, you know, what's got us here today. You know, we're, we're profitable, yeah. we're, we're growing and, it, and it's paid off. Yeah. So we've talked about a lot of key moments in the journey of your company. What would you say was the tipping point of success for you? A tipping point for us was figuring out how to delegate and doing it wisely. So it's like, you might hear that and you might say, oh, okay, he's saying delegate. I'm just going to go delegate. Well, easy. Delegating too quickly is what got me in trouble. Uh, when we yeah. started GreenPal, we delegated building the first version and we pissed away $150,000 in two years of our life. And so... And so you can, <laughs> the tipping point for us was delegation, but it almost Does it still hurt like, you to say that or well, you know, here, you know, seven years later, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, we, we, we make that in a week now, but like yeah. it, it hurt, it hurt back then. It was, a, it was like a lot of our savings. One guy liquidated his 401k really hurt. How did you recover but, emotionally from that? I think a lot of it was like, there's, there's some ancient fable, around a uh, about a general who who would like like would launch his flotilla and would like attack a beachhead with yeah. his army on of yeah. ships yeah. and his troops would storm the beaches and as they were storming the beaches he would burn all of the boats in the harbor yeah so the troops would look back and they would see the boats on fire they would know there's no retreat there's no going back i'm going to die on this beach or, or i'm going to move forward and so for us you know, in a less dramatic sense, it, that's kind of what it was. Like we, okay, well, we can't. Like these two dudes were my two co-founders were working full-time jobs at Dell, and they quit. Like they couldn't go back to Dell with their tail uh, tucked and and uh, and like go get their cubicle job back. And so yeah. it was like the only way, the only path was forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just kept we just kept pushing forward. And yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. You were t telling me your insight about delegation. Yeah. So the tipping point is learning how to delegate. It's, it's, uh, you know, not that delegating too soon. So I think the, the learning that I, I got over the last 10 years was you have to develop like a, a certain minimal mastery 
of whatever it is you're going to delegate. You need to have done it yourself for a period of time and gotten uh, that the 80-20 principle where like, you know, 80% of the acumen comes from 20% of the knowledge. You need to have gotten to that like point in whatever the hell it is you're delegating and then you can delegate. It just so happened to take us three, four years to learn how to write software, learn how to build software, learn how to shift ship software, learn how to market and distribute software, learn how to build a marketplace, learn how to craft the dynamics of a marketplace. We did it all ourselves. And then we got to the point where we could delegate like the individual tasks and roles that, re- that are required. And now we have a team of 22 people. Whereas for a very long time, it was just my two co-founders and I. Yeah. With no paychecks. Like literally we didn't take a paycheck for like three years. And so it, it's, it was tough, man. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Listen to Gary Vee. Don't build the Uber alone. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's up ahead for you guys challenge wise? Like what are your major challenges and what are the tipping points that you're hoping for? Yeah. So, you know, we're seven years in profitable 20 million in, in revenue. We've doubled every year the last uh, seven years, every year we're doubling year over year, even through COVID we're growing. Um, but it's still day one, you know, that Jeff Bezos quote, it's still day one. We have so much further to go until like green pal is in the uh, lexicon of the English language until it's like in the default options for which you would get this one chore done. We're not done. And so we yeah. have so much further to go in the United States and, and, and Canada, uh, before we like think about anything else. So we have, we have a lot of work ahead of us. We can take, we can grow this thing 10 X from where it is right now. Awesome. What so? What are the things that you're doing to to build that awareness? Is it just pouring more into content? A lot of it is just doing a lot of the things we're doing already, but better. So so things like content creation, creating better content, creating uh, better content that PR wants to write about, uh, doing more PR, better PR. Like my co-founder, yeah. all he does is PR. Uh, he's emailing a hundred journalists a day and, and figuring out ways to craft stories about our business and what we do and, and make it to where people will want to write about green pal. It's, it's, it's figuring out ways to do that better. Um, it's also, it's also building the product better. It's building more tools for our, our lawn care services to make more money on top of our platform. Cause really that's yeah. why we do what we do. Yeah. We offer a nice, uh, convenience to homeowners, a nice way for them to get this service done quickly and cheaply. But the reason why we exist is to offer a, a platform for lawn care services to make material income, to yeah. go from five customers to 100 in a year. And so there's a lot more tools that we can build to make them, uh, let them operate their businesses more efficiently on top of our platform. So that, uh, you know, heads down, just continuing to like grow and, and work on the product and get it better and better. Cool. I love it. Brian, how can listeners connect with you? Yeah, uh, you know, it's crazy. LinkedIn is... I uh, mean, they've done a good job with like yes. making that product not suck the last three, four years, yes. 10, you know, five years ago, LinkedIn was a joke to me, but now I use <laughs> it. I actually use it. It's, it's so hit me up on LinkedIn. You know, if you're working on something that you think my experience uh, can help you uh, answer a question, feel free to ask me a question on, on there. I'd be happy to give you my, my thoughts. And then anybody listening to this that doesn't want to waste time cutting their grass, just download green pal in the app store or play store. You'll get hooked up with a great lawn mowing service. Love it. Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, Timmy, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend 
or on social with the hashtag Archelia. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at Arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.